we're going to continue our third week of Advent as we look into joy. And we're going to start by reading some scripture. If you'll look with me in Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, we're going to be looking at verses 18 through 25. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Let's listen to the word of the Lord. It says, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph was her husband and was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, that the virgin would be with child and would give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to his son, and he gave him the name of Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Now, earlier we sang the song, Joy to the World, right? And we read the scripture. Now, one of the first things that may jump out to us as a reader as we're reading it in Matthew, and we're looking at the Christmas story, is that it made a point of saying Mary had conceived a child through the Holy Spirit, right? Not the normal means, but through the Holy Spirit. What can we learn from that? A great lesson that often takes us a while to comprehend. God's ways are not our own. We may know what we want. We may ask blessings of the Lord. We may ask him to do things. But what we fail to understand sometimes is that God's ways are not our own. Now, in Matthew, when it's saying that when Joseph learned that she was with child, he was going to divorce, divorce her quietly as to not shame her. Back then, the shame would have been that she probably would have been stoned to death. That's what happened. That's what would have happened if she was set aside because she was found to be without child. Or... They would have naturally just assumed it was Joseph's child. And even though they were promised to one another, it would have brought shame down on their families. But Joseph, according to the culture then, had every right 
to put Mary aside. The angel appeared. Exactly. The Lord spoke. He spoke through an angel and said, hey, you've got to understand. The child that she's conceived is through the Holy Spirit. My ways are not yours. It's important for him to know. Now, there's something else for us to understand. Adam. When Adam was first created, he was created from what? Dust, right? But Jesus was born from a what? A woman. He was a human being. But he was also the son of God. Jesus was born, and he was born without a trace of sin. As Christians, we believe that Jesus is truly and fully God, but he is also what? Truly and fully man. Because he was God, he is And because he was human, he can relate. He's been where we've been. He was tempted just like we're tempted. It gives us hope. That something better is in store. Because he came to earth and lived his life as a human. even though he was God. God's ways are not our own. And we have a reason for celebration, for great joy. Because, let's admit it, if we were left to plan our lives, and some of us, we've done some planning, are we happy where we're at? Has everything gone exactly the way we planned? Or would we make some changes? Or are we open to the planning of allowing him to guide us? His ways are not our own. His ways are different than ours. But what he has planned for us is to save us. To always save us. The Messiah had been prophesied for centuries. 
because God had a plan. A plan to free us, a plan from sin, from death, and a plan to save us. And sometimes we need saving, don't we? The name Jesus means the Lord saves. Emmanuel means what? God with us, right? He loves us so much. That's why we lit the candle of love. He loves us so much. He sent his son to become human for us. To later die for us. So that we could be forgiven. So that our ways could become his. So that he could save us. regardless of wherever we find ourselves. When we face big decisions, sometimes we may freeze with fright. We're scared. What if I mess up? What if I can't handle it? What if I do wrong? The what-ifs, though, can hold us back and keep us prisoner to the point where we're afraid to do anything. The fact is, of me. We may never get an angel come to us to tell us your plan is completely wrong like an angel came to Joseph. Said, no, you don't want to set aside Mary. You do want to take her as your wife. You do want to take the child, raise him up, name him Jesus. We may never get an angel who comes to us and reveals the plans God has in store for us. And honestly, sometimes if that's what we're waiting for, we are probably missing what God has been saying to us all along. But he is a God who saves us. He is a God who loves us who has a plan for us. So evaluate our options. Pray about the decisions we make. Act in faith and trust in the Lord. Know that he is there with us. 
It's what Emmanuel means, right? God with us. God's presence should bring us joy and peace, even when his ways do not make a bit of sense. What he seems to ask of us, what he may want us to do, may go against what society even considers normal or acceptable. But his ways are not our own, remember? So let us be able to focus on the ways of the Lord. Let us be able to look at him and to follow his ways. But here's what we need to realize. If we think that it's going to be easy, we're going to end up allowing ourselves to get discouraged and stop. God's ways come with risk. Mary knew about that. When the angel came to her and told her what would happen, and then she accepted it and said, your will be done, right? She knew that as an unwed mother, it could be her life. But she trusted in the Lord. Joseph knew that if it ever got out, that wasn't his son. It could bring shame upon the higher family, the family name. But he trusted in God. We may avoid doing what's right because we are worried about what others may think. Or the discomfort it may cost us. But let us remember the example we see from Christmas. That Mary actively accepted something she knew may cause her death. That Joseph would take on a child not his own because the Lord asked him to. And even that Jesus, when we think of Christmas, we think of the baby Jesus. Let's remember, for the baby, Jesus was in heaven and made that decision to do what God asked, to come, to be born a babe in a manger so that he might save us all through the sacrifice of his life. And when we understand that there is great risk 
but we follow the way of the Lord. We will have great joy. We think about it. We sing about it. The song, Joy to the World, right? We think of it as a Christmas song, don't we? We may think it's only a song to be sang during Christmas. But the words and the lyrics, think about them again. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. That's true any season, isn't it? It says, let heaven and nature sing. We should sing praises to the Lord at any time, right? We may be happy. We may even be happy in our lives and the way we think things are going. But we never know true joy. Until it's that joy of recognizing that our Savior has come. That he reigns. That he lives. The joy comes as we follow God's plan for our lives. We've had a song that we've been listening to during our time of commitment, our altar call. And it talks about what can I do but praise you? What can I do but offer everything I am, everything I have to you? And sometimes when we don't have a whole lot, we may not recognize that what that song is talking about isn't our material possessions. Because we are so much more than the things we have. They don't define us. They're not who we are. Do we want to be defined by, oh, there's the guy in the green hoodie or the white, or do we want to be defined? Well, there's someone who loves the Lord. There's who has the joy of the Lord. There's someone who knows the peace of the Lord. There's someone who is living their life pleasing to the Lord. Major Russell said he went to a funeral earlier on Monday, and it kind of makes you think, what would they say about you if your days on earth were through? And for me, What I would want is for people to say, 
there's someone who loved the Lord and loved his people. So the question is, would that be true for you? What would they say about you? Would it be your relationship with God that would ultimately define your life? Because if it's not, then you may need to look at what you are allowing to define your life and reevaluate it. As the song plays, we're going to take this time in prayer. And the lyrics of the song are going to say it best. And so as they play, just listen to them. The altar will be available if you want to come and pray. But just take this time to think. Do you follow the will of the Lord? Do you listen to him like Joseph listened? Are we willing to put ourselves and our reputations and what people think of us at risk in order to follow the Lord? Are we willing to allow him to define us?
Heavenly Father, we just ask that you come, that you listen to the prayers, Lord. Give us joy, Lord, but give us peace. Peace to know your presence, Lord, to feel it. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us for the deliverance, for the guidance in our lives, Lord. Watch over us now, Lord. Be with us. And as we go about these days, Lord, may we be able to know your love, to know your joy, and to share it with others, Lord. We ask these things through your beloved son, Jesus. It's his, his name we pray. Amen.